right, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Babyface Podcast. Now, as always, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Twitter, uh, at Stanley051192, and you can also follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And if you guys want to uh, support and uh, donate to the show, uh, it's purely optional, never mandatory. On my Anchor website where you can listen to this podcast, uh, the support button and uh, donate and, and support the show uh, if you want. And again, you know, it's it's purely optional, never mandatory. And uh, yeah, you know, it's there if you guys choose to, uh, you know, support the show. Now, uh, backlash, uh, the pay-per-view took place last night and, uh, I'm doing this review now because, uh, my internet was acting up when I was watching the show live. And so, you know, I pretty much went back and, uh, I, I watched, uh, certain things that I missed on the show. And so, you know, I got, uh, the results here and I got my notes here as well. And so, you know, all in all, I thought this was not really a good show. You know, uh, I felt like, you know, some of the stuff we saw on the show before we got to uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship and uh, the greatest wrestling match ever in the words of WWE between Edge and Randy Orton. I felt like this show, you know, it, it didn't really feel like a pay-per-view. You know, it, it felt more like an episode of Raw or SmackDown on WWE television. And so, you know, I, I, I was bored at certain points during the show. And, you know, eventually when, you know, we did see the main event and the WWE title match, you know, that's when the show, uh, you know, uh, picked up a little bit from there. But just in general, I thought that uh, it, it was not really a, a good pay-per-view. Um, you know, there are some stuff that I recommend you guys go back and watch, but everything else on this show was just very missable. And it was just stuff that, you know, you would see on uh, Raw or SmackDown. So well, let me t take a sip of my water real quick. All right, so backlash. Uh, so we actually had the show started uh, off uh, with uh, Apollo Cruz defending the United States Championship against Andrade during the pre-show. Uh, this match probably would have been on the main card if Paul Heyman was still on Raw Creative, but uh, as everybody you know knows, you know uh, Paul Heyman got let go by Vince McMahon. He's not on Raw Creative anymore. And he's back to his managerial role with Brock Lesnar. And so, you know, once I saw this match on the pre-show, uh, you know, there was no doubt in my mind that, you know, this this was a Vince McMahon move. And, you know, he orchestrated this. So, uh, we start the match off with no actually before the match Kevin Owens walked out to join Samoa Joe Byron Saxton and Tom Phillips on commentary uh for the match uh let's see um Cruz uh retained the U.S. title after Angel Garza 
tried to distract the referee. Kevin Owens pulled Garza off the ring apron and hit him with a Stone Cold Stunner. Uh, Cruz uh, then uh, hit Andrade with uh, the uh, you know back suplex, uh, spinning sit-out powerbomb finishing move that he does. Uh, always an, a, a great-looking move. And so Apollo pinned Andrade, and he retained the title. And so, you know, all in all, you know, all you guys need to know is that, like, this was a, a very basic match you know um like we, we these guys what they did in the ring it, it's almost like a, a a copied version of what they did on monday night raw when apollo won the u.s title and so i mean it was still a good match but at the same time you know it was it was it was sort of repetitive and you know still fresh on uh my mind as far as you know you know, the, the U S title match on raw where Apollo won the title. I don't think it was bad. I just think that, you know, a, a match like this should be just saved for the pay-per-view, you know, WWE unfortunately does this a lot on television where, you know, they just give away high caliber pay-per-view style matches. And, you know, when we see these type of matches again on pay-per-view, you know, we don't really like get that excited for it because we saw it already and we already have an idea of what these guys are going to do in the ring. And, you know, we already are familiar with certain spots and, and, and certain things that they did in the match. And so I don't know, you know, um, it, it's good that Apollo retained the title. I, I'm glad he did. And so, yeah, you know, the match was fine for what it was, but at the same time, you know, uh, the match from Raw is still on everybody's mind. And so, yeah, Apollo keeps the title. Um, you know, who knows, like, who he'll feud with next for the title. Um, you know, like I said in my Backlash preview prediction show, I think that, you know, at the next pay-per-view, we're probably going to see uh, maybe a fatal four-way match for the U.S. title. You know, Apollo Crews defending against Kevin Owens, Andrade, and Angel Garza. And if that's the case, then I would love to see that match. I think that match would be just just incredible. All right. So then we go to the main card, and the show officially started with Sasha Banks and Bayley, uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, they defended the women's tag team titles in a triple threat match against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss and Peyton Royce and Billy Kay of the Iconics. So the match started with Cross, Bailey, and Kay. Bliss tagged herself in during the opening minute, and there was a standoff with all six women in the ring for a brief moment. There was a sequence in the middle of the match with Bliss hitting a Luthez, uh, with Bliss hitting Luthez presses on several of the women. Banks hit a crossbody onto Bliss that knocked her onto the other women at ringside. Banks was able to roll up Bliss after Bliss hit Twisted Bliss on Royce to retain the titles. Uh, and uh, Bailey and Sasha, they're still the tag team champions. Uh, you know. It was an okay match for what it was, you know, not really that like, like I would say it wasn't like, like a, a, a really, really good match. Like, you know, it was still 
a, a decent match, but you know, you can tell like everybody in the match, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, get time to shine in the match and, 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 and you know, uh, go all out and, 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 you know, fill as many spots as they could in a very short amount of time. And, you know, it, it definitely made the match feel a little bit rushed, but at the same time, you know, this match was not going to go the distance, uh, as well. So, you know, it was okay for what it was. Um, you know, nothing really special happened. And, you know, I'm glad that Bailey and Sasha are still the tag team champions because, you know, since the titles are still on them, uh, you know, as I, I stated before on this podcast with, with Bailey and Sasha, you know, um, they're like the women's tag team titles, uh, you know, they're going to hold them and eventually they're going to lose them. You know, um, Bailey or Sasha might accidentally cost each other the match and the tag team titles. And then that's when we'll see them split. Uh, Sasha will turn babyface. Bailey will remain a heel with the SmackDown women's title. And they're both going to feud. And, you know, most likely Sasha is, is going to win uh, the SmackDown women's championship. You know, it's the only uh, women's singles championship in WWE uh, she hasn't held yet. And so, you know, uh, it, it's good. Like I said before, it's good that, you know, Bailey and Sasha are still the tag team champions. And uh, yeah, you know, um, good for them. So then we had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Uh, I was I, I was sort of looking forward to this match. You know, I knew the match probably, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to be anything special. But, you know, uh, these guys still had a, a decent match for what it was. It wasn't pay-per-view quality, but, you know, it was still good for what it was. So they started out by... Uh, Oh, no, we actually, you know, after a few minutes uh, into the match, the action spilled to ringside with Hardy launching himself off the steps and onto Sheamus at ringside. Hardy uh, thought about bringing the steps into the ring, but he chose not to because he know he knew he would get disqualified. As Hardy got in the ring, he was back. He oh, he was nailed with several blows to the back of the head and neck. Sheamus then picked up Hardy and dropped him on the turnbuckle with his legs hitting the post. Sheamus continued on offense with two Irish first backbreakers before attempting a pin that Hardy kicked out. And so then, let's see here. Uh, Sheamus continued on the attack with a sleeper hold and a rake in Hardy's eyes, but Jeff slowly began to mount a comeback with a back suplex and punches, but Sheamus cut him off with a clothesline. Sheamus tried a clothesline off the top rope, but Jeff ducked and then hit Whisper in the wind. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Sheamus then kicked out at two. Uh, Sheamus, uh, oh no, a few moments later in the match, uh, Hardy was able to get to the top rope for a move, but Sheamus knocked him off the ropes and then he hit white noise, but Hardy kicked out of the pin attempt. Sheamus was able to turn things around and locked Hardy in a Texas Cloverleaf. And Jeff eventually held, uh, got uh, Jeff eventually made it to the bottom rope to break the hold. Uh, Jeff was then able to turn things around with a twist of fate in a Swanton Bond 
swanton bomb off the top rope, but Sheamus got his foot on the bottom rope uh, after uh, Hardy tried to pin him. So then the match spilled over to the outside of the ring, and then Hardy was nailed with a kick to the face as he was trying to dive off the barricade onto Sheamus. They go back into the ring, and uh, Hart, oh no, wait, actually, uh, Sheamus, he uh, tossed Jeff back into the ring, and he hit a, another bro kick to win the match, and uh, Sheamus is victorious. So, yeah, uh, decent match for what it was. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, Sheamus, like, it's good that he didn't lose, and I think that, you know, Sheamus should be looking a little strong right now uh, because, you know, um, I think that they're probably going to, you know, just have Jeff just go through more just torture and, and, and just mental and physical punishment from Sheamus and, and Sheamus will continue to bring up Hardy's past and, and, and he'll continue to get the upper hand uh, on Jeff and then Jeff will most likely at extreme rules. Uh, Jeff will uh, get his win back and he'll finally uh, get his uh, get his win versus Sheamus to end the feud. And so, yeah, you know, um, good match for what it was. The right person won. And yeah, I'm looking forward to what these guys do um, going forward. Uh, you know, looks like this feud is going to continue. And, uh, you know, hopefully it ends at Extreme Rules with uh, Jeff getting the win. So then we had uh, Kayla Braxton. She was backstage interviewing The Miz and John Morrison. So Kayla tells Miz that during the kickoff show that the person, um, oh no, actually Kayla, she told Miz and Morrison that, um, you know, during the pre-show of the pay-per-view, it was announced that uh, whoever pins Braun Strowman whether it's the Miz or John Morrison will become the sole universal champion so they're not going to be co-universal champions they're going to be there's going to be a sole intercontinental uh, sorry universal champion and you know only one person is going to hold the title so uh, Miz and Morrison they look uh, confused and and surprised and then after that, Otis and Mandy Rose appeared and Otis pretty much told Miz and Morrison that uh, whoever wins the Universal Championship, whether it's Miz, Morrison, or if Braun Strowman is going to retain the title, uh, he'll, he, he might uh, come out and cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase and win the Universal title. So uh, that was that. So uh let's see here um i don't know and by the way like you know otis has the money in the bank contract you know like i don't really see him cashing on braun Strowman. i think that you know otis is probably gonna try to cash it in and then he'll probably lose to uh braun Strowman. i don't think that uh wwe is gonna have him cash in on the fiend bray wyatt when he comes back and eventually wins the universal title um i think that you know otis he'll, he'll have the briefcase and he'll try to cash in on braun Strowman, but you know he's not going to be successful and you know otis will 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 you know he's not going to win and 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 he'll come up empty so then we had and this was this was boring folks uh this was not good uh, the Raw Women's Title match between Asuka 
and Nia Jax. Oscar's the defending champion. So we had Oscar. She hit some strikes and then she tried an arm bar, but Nia was able to counter. Uh Oscar uh put uh, Asuka then put Naya in the octopus submission hold, but Naya powered out of it. Uh, Naya then uh, clotheslined Asuka, and then she hit a and then hit a body block when she tossed Asuka off the ropes. Uh, Naya also hit a spinebuster before attempting a pin, but Asuka was able to kick out. Uh, Naya also hit a modified version of the jackhammer, which looked so sloppy and looked so terrible. Oh my god, like, like that, that jackhammer was much worse than Goldberg's jackhammer on The Undertaker at Super Showdown. Uh, I don't know, like, Naya Jax should not be using the jackhammer, it, it was just not good. So, uh, Asuka kicked out of that. So Asuka then got fired up and made a comeback when Naya mentioned Kyrie Sane. Uh, she, you know, Naya pretty much uh, badmouthed Kyrie Sane and uh, that fired up Asuka. So she made a comeback. Uh, Naya was able to fight her way back with a powerbomb and a pin attempt. Uh, she only got two. Uh, Naya then charged and missed and crashed into the corner. And that was the opening Asuka needed to get back on offense. Asuka went to the top rope, but Naya caught her. But Asuka countered into an armbar and then dragged her over the top rope and to the ringside area. Asuka then locked in the armbar at ringside, but Naya broke free. Uh, the referee uh, then counted out both women. So, you know, they were outside the ring brawling. And, you know, uh, they pretty much ignored the referee's 10 count. And so once the referee counted 10, he rung the bell and counted out both uh, Nia Jax and Asuka. So then, uh, yeah, so so then after they were both counted out, uh, I believe they were brawling uh, outside the ring still. And Asuka wound up getting the upper hand. And then, you know, she just walked away and her music hit and Nia uh, she was outside of the ring just uh, selling uh, the beatdown that, you know, she got from Asuka when they brawled after the match. So, you know, all in all, like, not a good match. Uh, Nia Jax is so slow in the ring. Like, it's not even funny. Like, it, like just seeing her just, just wrestle in the ring, it's like, I don't know, she, she's not fast and... She looks uncoordinated and she's just not good in the ring. And, you know, with uh, this count out finish, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, WWE caught on to the fact that everybody knows that Charlotte is next in line for the Raw Women's Championship. And, you know, with this count out loss, WWE is basically throwing a monkey wrench into those plans and they're adding Nia Jax in the mix. And so, most likely, I'd say at the next pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, we're probably going to see uh, maybe some sort of a, a, a gimmick, no, like a gimmick match between Nia, Charlotte, and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. You know, maybe a, a no disqualification match. Um, I don't know, false count anywhere. And, you know, Asuka will probably retain. And then at SummerSlam, uh, we'll see Charlotte and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. And that's when Charlotte will 
most likely win the title and uh once again just just bury the division like charlotte is great in the ring don't get me wrong but the way that wwe just pushes her and shoves her down everybody's throat like it's just it's just so cringe and you know uh i expect these uh three women to 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 meet in the ring for the raw women's championship at extreme rules so you know I don't know, just, just terrible match. Uh, Nia Jax is slow. Asuka, she she tried very hard, and, and she definitely, um, um, you know, gets an gets an E for effort. But you know, the match was just terrible and 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 just sloppy and just just at, at times like just not good. So then MVP was backstage. Uh, he was on the phone ordering champagne and he was preparing a uh uh a WWE championship uh victory party for Bobby Lashley after uh he you know won the WWE championship so MVP oh no uh Lana uh then they appeared uh, I didn't pay much attention uh to this promo um but you know they were just like arguing and um you know I, I think um Lana, I think MVP then told Lana to just stay in the back uh, during the match. Uh, again, I, I'm just, you know, uh, assuming what, what what's going on. I, I didn't pay close attention, but you know, uh, I, I got like just like a, a, a sense of just like what happened here. And so, yeah, you know, um, that was that. So uh, we'll see MVP later at ringside for his match with uh, for Bobby Lashley's match with Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. So then uh, we had another boring and just just bad match. Uh, the Universal title was on the line. Uh, Braun Strowman defended against The Miz and John Morrison. This was a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, it, whoever pinned Braun Strowman, whether it be The Miz or John Morrison, will be the sole Universal champion. So, Miz and Morrison used teamwork to take out Strowman in the opening minutes of the match. Strowman eventually fought his way back with elbows and a beal out of the corner to the Miz. And then Strowman missed a charge into the, into the corner. And Morrison tagged himself in and continued to attack Strowman. Miz then tagged back in and resumed his offense. So then, uh, the Miz, oh no, yeah, yeah, so then, um, Morrison, uh, then pinned Braun Strowman and the Miz pulled John Morrison's leg and pulled Morrison off, uh, Strowman and, and broke the pin. And so, uh, the Miz was apologizing, which, you know, like I, I personally, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't apologize. I mean, like. Like he's like he's gonna win the inter the universal championship and you know I know that you know they're supposed to be friends and everything but I thought that you know the Miz and John Morrison should have like at least you know came to blows just 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 for a small bit during the match because you know in these type of matches you know that's really like what happens like you know, at some point during the match, like two guys are teaming up against like one guy for a championship. And then, you know, like one guy like pins the other guy and then the other guy pulls 
uh, the other guy off to break the hold, and then they start brawling. I thought that we were going to see that uh, during the match, some sort of, like, implosion between The Miz and John Morrison, but we didn't get that. You know, they, they probably would have, would have like, patched things up, like, later, like, on SmackDown, but I thought that, you know, they should have at least just came to blows uh, for a tad bit, and that would have led to the finish with Strowman winning. So, um, Strowman then fought his way back, and then he hit a running power slam. Uh, no, actually, uh, I think uh, Strowman then, uh, he knocked The Miz out of the ring, and then he hit a running power slam on John Morrison, pinned him one, two, three, and retained the Universal Championship. So, you know, this match was very quick, and, 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 and you know, Nothing really happened during the match. You know, I don't think anybody thought that uh, Braun Strowman was going to lose the Universal Championship. You know, everybody knew that he was going to win. And so, like, you know, uh, just just a nothing match. You know, like, it was just there, honestly. And, you know, th this match easily could have been on SmackDown. And so, I'm just glad that, you know, this feud uh, is hopefully over with. And... You know, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, will come back. Um, you know, him and JoJo in real life had a baby, and so, you know, they had a daughter, and so Bray was off TV to take care of his family for a bit. And now, you know, um, Bray Wyatt uh, hopefully is going to come back, and he'll go at it with Braun Strowman, and then hopefully uh, the Fiend uh, regains the Universal Championship. And so, you know, with The Miz and, and, and John Morrison, you know, they can go back to the tag team division, and, you know, maybe, maybe you can, you can put them in the ring against the New Day for the SmackDown tag team titles, but, you know, I don't know, that, 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 but even if they do that, you know, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a good idea, like, I don't know, who knows where, where Miz and Strowman, uh, where, uh, Miz and Morrison, I should say, are going, uh, after this, so, uh, after that, we had, Hold on. We oh we then had the new Intercontinental Champion, AJ Styles. Uh, he was backstage. He was being interviewed by Caleb Braxton. So he called himself the greatest champion in WWE history. And since he's the greatest champion in WWE history, he wants a championship presentation on Friday Night SmackDown. And he basically invited Daniel Bryan to uh, this uh, championship uh, presentation. So. You know, um, it looks like AJ and Daniel Bryan will continue their feud. You know, I, I hope so. Um, because, you know, these guys always have great matches and they always have chemistry in the ring. And so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I can't wait to see uh, what happens on, on SmackDown this Friday with uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. So uh should be a pretty entertaining uh, championship presentation for the phenomenal one. So then we had, uh, and this was probably my, like my, my favorite match of the show, uh, Drew McIntyre defending the WWE championship against Bobby Lashley. So hold on, let me take a sip of my water here. Uh, all right. So, uh, so I'm li lying on my bed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you, don't know while while I'm uh, report uh, recording this podcast. Uh, I'm just maxing and relaxing right now. So Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. 
So, uh... Uh, I believe this was, yep, this was before the bell rung. Uh, MVP and Drew McIntyre, they were arguing. And then Bobby Lashley snuck up on Drew from behind and put him in a full Nelson. And referees come out to get Lashley off Drew. And they eventually got him off uh, the WWE champion. So Lana was then shown watching the match backstage. So... After several minutes of offense from Lashley, Drew, uh, Drew was able to hit a clothesline that knocked Lashley over the top rope and out to the floor. Drew then shoved Lashley into the barricade several times, but Lashley turned it around and tried to hit a move uh, with McIntyre on his back, but he dropped him to the floor. Lashley then picked up Drew and slammed him into the steel post. Lashley also charged at Drew, but Drew reversed and tossed Lashley into the barricade and then followed up with a suplex on the floor. Back in the ring, they traded shots and Drew was able to gain some momentum with a series of moves. Drew then hit a spine buster and then went for a pin, but Lashley kicked out. Uh, Lashley to, was able to fight back with his own spine buster for a near fall. Lashley then drove Drew into the ring post and then he hit a flatliner on Drew, but Drew kicked out at one. And so there was actually like a botch in this match too. Like, like both these guys were, were outside of the ring. And so, you know, um, Lashley picked up Drew. He put him in a fireman's carry and then, Lashley was like stumbling a bit and he almost dropped Drew on his head. And, you know, thankfully, uh, Drew was okay. But I don't know, like, it, it looked pretty funny. And so, uh, accidents happen in the wrestling ring, folks. So, uh, yep, Lashley then drove Drew into the post. Then he hit a flatliner, but Drew kicked out at one. Uh, Lashley then tried to put Drew in the full Nelson, but Drew uh, fought out of it. Lashley ended up on Drew's shoulders and then was slammed face first. Uh, it was it was actually he went for uh, the Alabama the reverse Alabama slam and you know always a great looking move by Drew McIntyre. You know Drew ha Drew has innovative offense. You know so uh, yeah that was a that was a pretty good move by Drew McIntyre right there. Uh, always love seeing Drew hit that uh, reverse Alabama slam. So uh, we had so then uh, Drew uh, went for a power driver, but Lashley reversed into an ankle lock. Uh, Lashley then tried a spear, but Drew reversed into a Kimura lock, but Lashley made it to the bottom rope. Drew then hit a superplex off the top rope, but uh, he was not able to quickly go for a pin because he was hurt. And, you know, he was uh, selling just, you know, the pain he was going through in the match. So uh, Drew then went for Drew then went for the Claymore kick, but Lashley hit the spear and Drew kicked out of the pin attempt. And then uh, Lana showed up. Uh, she got on the apron uh, to distract the referee 
And so uh, Drew eventually uh, hit the Glasgow kiss headbutt on Lashley. And then Lashley uh, stumbled back, turned around, accidentally hit Lana, and he knocked her off the apron. And she landed on MVP uh, on her way down off the apron. And so Lashley then turned around, took a devastating Claymore kick from Drew, and Drew wins and retains the title. And so, yeah, all in all, I thought this was a a really, really good hard-hitting match. You know, I know that Drew and Lashley had matches before in Impact Wrestling, uh, and, you know, those matches were good. Uh, You know, I never saw them, but I saw, like, highlights, and, you know, they were always uh, fun to watch. And so I thought this was a really, really good match. Um, you know, who knows where Bobby Lashley goes from here, you know, um, I don't think that, you know, he'll, uh, you know, win the WWE championship. You know, I think that, you know, they might, uh, book one more match between these two and then, you know, Drew wins again. And, you know, for Drew McIntyre, you know, I, I don't know who, uh, they can, feud him with for the WWE uh yeah the WWE championship um you know can't do Seth Rollins because you know he's feuding with Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic and I don't know but you know um Drew he's 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 been a, a fighting WWE champion he's been very entertaining uh he's been good in his current role and uh yeah great match uh I think this was probably second best match of the show i know it was my personal favorite match of the show and uh yeah you know these these two guys uh, along with mvp and lana uh they did a really good job in the match and so again you know with bobby lashley you know um i i i i think that wwe should keep uh pushing and promoting lashley as this big dominant monster and you know I don't know, like, you know, maybe they, they book Drew and Lashley for the title again in one more match. And, you know, Drew will uh, get his win and, and you know, they'll, they'll end that feud and then they'll both go their separate ways. But if it, if WWE does not go in that direction, then, you know, I, I don't know what they do uh, storyline wise going forward into uh, Extreme Rules. So then we had... Uh, Let's see here. Uh, So we had the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders. They were supposed to be in the ring for a Raw Tag Team title match. But apparently, you know, the match never got underway because these two teams were actually uh, brawling in the parking lot. And then eventually, like, one of them... Um, I think it was Ivar. He got like hip tossed, uh, into, uh, the windshield of Braun Strowman's car. So they wrecked Braun Strowman's car. And so they all ran away. And so they then made their way into the, into, uh, a tent outside the performance center. Uh, and you know, this was, uh, probably the same tent that one of the, uh, NXT prospects were forced to eat their own food with while uh, everybody on the main roster were sitting inside, you know, eating catering and stuff. So, uh, yeah, goes to show you how WWE treats their NXT prospects during uh, this this time uh, with the pandemic going around. So, Ivar then had a daydream from 
uh, the bowling competition between the Vikings and the Prophets. Then he tossed a bowling ball into Montez Ford, Montez Ford's crotch. Uh, Ivar then went to check on Eric just as Angelo Dawkins spread, uh, oh, speared Eric through a window. Eric then had a dream from their golf competition and declared that they could do anything better than the Street Profits. Back outside, a bunch of people show up on motorcycles. Uh, one of, uh, it, it was basically, you know, uh, a ninja gang. And so they pulled up in bikes. Uh, one of them takes off their helmet and it's Akira Tozawa for, for no reason at all. I don't know why, uh, they put Akira Tozawa in this, in this role during, uh, this segment. Uh, and so Tozawa said, we can do better with subtitles to translate Viking Raiders joined forces uh, with the street prophets and they become the Viking prophets. So they can take out the ninjas in a comedic fight scene. I wasn't laughing. I thought this was stupid. Uh, they took out the ninjas, but then there's a seven foot tall ninja, uh, at first, at first, at first glance, I thought this was Shaquille O'Neal. Like I legit thought it was Shaq. Uh, but you know, is he never unmasked. So, uh, Street Profits and the Raiders wanted nothing to do with the giant ninja after he pulled out a sword, so they ran. The fight continued on top of a production truck, and then Dawkins and Eric fell off of it. Ivar pushed Ford off the truck and into a dumpster. All four men ended up in the dumpster, and there was another dream sequence with flashbacks to the segments that aired in previous weeks between the two teams. Uh, Jessica Carr, uh, the referee, then appeared to tell them that their match was next as something as something was heard growling in the dumpster bin. And that was that uh, there was no winner. So, you know, this was this was number one. This was false advertisement because, you know, like I thought that they were going to be in the ring for an official raw tag team title match. But Instead, we got lame, cheesy, corny, just, just, just cringe like comedy that just really didn't lead to anything. And so, you know, um, I think WWE might, uh, redeem this segment and we'll, we'll see an official tag team title match between the Viking Raiders and the street profits. But, you know, all in all, this was this this was trash just just lame cheesy corny hokey comedy that it's just it's just not funny and like i don't know why wwe thought that this would be good to put on the pay-per-view like i don't know this this whole segment was trash so uh the commentators uh samoa joe byron saxton tom phillips and, um, yep, they all announced that the next match would have unique camera angles and enhanced audio. So, uh, hold on, let me take another sip of my water. Uh, uh. all right, so... Finally, we have the main event of the quote-unquote greatest wrestling match ever between Randy Orton and Edge. 
So, you know, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxon, and Samojo, you know, they announced that the match would have uh, unique camera angles and enhanced audio. Uh, the enhanced audio was so obvious. Um, so, basically, you know, Edge and Randy Orton came out, and, like, there was, like, piped-in crowd noise, like, during their entrances and during the match. Like, you can just tell that, like, the crowd noise was so fake and like it was just it sounded just so bad and WWE just like went so just over the top like with just not just the build up of the match but in this this spot right here like I don't know it was just it was just way too excessive so Edge and Randy they're in the ring so they use audio of Howard Finkel to do the ring introductions. I actually thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I love Howard Finkel. I think he's one of the greatest ring announcers of all time. And, uh, you know, it, it still sucks that, you know, he passed away and he's gone. And, um, you know, I like this. I actually like this spot right here. You know, uh, they use, they use audio of him, um, announcing edge and Randy. And there was like an old school MSG, uh, microphone, uh, that was like hanging high above the ring. And so I thought they would do, I thought they would do, uh, I don't know if it's, it's called a hologram or holograph of Howard Finkel in the ring to do ring introductions. I know that with all these cinematic matches, WWE easily could have pulled this off, but they didn't do it. And, you know, instead they, uh, just had audio of Howard Finkel announcing both these guys. So, yeah. So, um, Let's see. Um, so, yeah. So, we got the Howard Finkel audio. So, mm, mm, let's see. They started off uh, with arm drags like Steamboat and Savage. But Orton was able to avoid the last one and cause Edge to land on his head. Orton then outsmarted Edge in the opening minutes but Edge was able to turn things around and he took over on offense by kicking Orton in the face at ringside. Orton was able to kick out of the pinfall attempt. So Orton was quickly able to get back on offense with an uppercut, but Edge was able to counter into an armbar and then a headlock. Moments later, Edge was able to get a head scissors to pull Orton out of the ring. Edge tried to move off the top rope, but Orton cut him off with punches. So a few many a few minutes later into the match, the camera zoomed in on Orton's face and it showed that he was busted open from his forehead. Uh, I, I think Edge uh, threw Orton and Orton went headfirst into the ring post and then, you know, he gigged and, you know, he was busted open. So Edge then hit a, a side Russian leg sweep into a cross-face submission on Orton in the ring. And Orton was able to get his foot on the bottom rope. Randy was able to fight back with a choke into a modified backbreaker slash neckbreaker. Orton then rammed Edge's head and neck into the barricade apron and announcer's table several times at ringside. He also rammed the back of Edge's head and neck into the steel steps several times. 
Randy then slammed Edge back first on the announcer's desk. Uh, then uh, a few minutes later, uh, Orton did a tribute to Eddie Guerrero with the triple vertical suplexes, but Edge countered before the third suplex. Edge then hit his own triple suplexes in tribute of Eddie. They both traded chops as they made their way up to their feet with Edge getting the upper hand until Randy hit a drop kick. Randy then pulled Edge into the post at ringside and that did more damage to Edge's neck. Uh, a few minutes later into the match, uh, Randy continued an attack on Edge with an uppercut a uh, vicious uppercut, by the way, and then he sent Edge into the ropes, but they co both collided in the center of the ring as they both tried a crossbody at the same time. Edge then kicked Randy in the head, and then he tried a move off the top rope, but Randy caught him with punches. Randy then tried uh, his uh, second rope DDT, but Edge countered into the execution. Edge then took out Randy with a knee to the face and then a running elbow to the chest. But Randy was able to kick out of the pin attempt. Edge then followed up with a crossbody off the top. But Randy uh, kicked out of the pin attempt. Edge then went for a spear. Uh, but then Randy ducked and Randy went for a roll up, but Edge locked in cross face submission. But Randy counted into a pin attempt that Edge, but oh, but uh, uh, Randy countered into a pin attempt that Edge kicked out of. Edge then went back for the arm, but Randy hit an angle slam, but Edge kicked out. <laughs> Uh, Randy then sent Edge into the ropes and tried a drop kick, but Edge countered into a powerbomb and a near fall. Edge then went after Randy, but Edge took a body drop over the top rope and onto the floor. Randy then hit a draping DDT in the ring, but Randy didn't go for a pin. Instead, he began to signal for an RKO by pounding his fist into the mat. Uh, vintage Randy Orton, as Michael Cole would say. So, uh, Edge countered the RKO. Uh, oh, no, wait, actually, uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, Randy went for the RKO, but Edge countered. Uh, Randy then leapfrogged, and Edge hit the Edge-O-Matic for a two-count. Edge then went for a spear, but Randy leapfrogged, and Edge then uh, hit the Unprettier on Randy, but Randy kicked out. So uh, Randy then dumped Edge. Uh, he he dumped Edge's ribs on the top rope. Uh, Randy then hit uh, Triple H's pedigree, but Edge is kicked out. Edge fought back and hit a rock bottom, but Randy kicked out of that. Uh, Edge then went for the sharpshooter, but Randy, uh, fought it. Ed, oh, no, yet. Yeah. So Edge, he went, he then went for the sharpshooter, but Randy fought out of it. 
Uh, Edge then managed to get a backslide into a pin attempt, but Randy kicked out and then hit him with an uppercut. Randy then went Randy then went for another draping DDT, but Edge caught him and drove Randy's throat into the ropes. And then he tried several pin attempts, but Randy caught Edge with the RKO, but Edge barely kicked out of the pin attempt. So Orton then argued with the referee about the count as they replay, as the replay showed that Edge barely got his shoulder up. So then, uh, Randy then went for the pin attempt. Oh no, uh, Randy, he went for a punt to Edge's head, uh, classic Randy Orton, uh, the punt to the head, uh, but Edge caught him with a spear. Edge then hit a second spear and then went for the pin, but Orton kicked out. Uh, we, then we had Edge, he tried to go for a move off the middle rope. But Randy caught him with another RKO, but Edge kicked out again. Edge was then able to uh, lock Randy in a head and arm choke, but Randy hit a low blow and then punted Edge in the head, and Randy won the match. He pinned Edge clean, and Randy Orton won uh, the greatest wrestling match ever. So after the match, uh, the audio... Uh, no, he actually, yeah, uh, after the match, uh, Edge, he's lying on his back and, you know, he's selling the punt to the head and the pin attempt, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the pinfall loss to Randy and, you know, Randy is telling Edge to go home and tell his kids that Uncle Randy said hi, uh, Savage, <laughs> just, 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 just Savage classic Viper Randy Orton right there, just adding insult to injury. And so, yeah, that was uh, the greatest wrestling match ever, uh, the main event, Edge and Randy Orton. So, was it the greatest wrestling match ever? No. In my opinion, it was not. But I do appreciate what these guys did in the ring. They, they, they uh, like, just went to the ring and just put on a, a really, really good match. You know, I felt that, I, I felt like, you know, the match was starting to drag on just a tad bit with you know uh both these guys using different finishing maneuvers to beat each other you know randy he he did the the pedigree edge did the rock bottom and you know i felt like the match could have been just a tad bit shorter i think these guys went 36 minutes in the ring but you know i felt like this should have been at least a a, a 20 or maybe 25 minute match and so uh Hold on here. Ah, it's good water. So yeah, so you know, I felt the match was was a little too long. Um, you know, it sh it could have been a, a tad bit shorter. And you know, the 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 piped in crowd noise just really made the match just over the top and just hokey. Like WWE did not have to do that. And you know, like. I don't know that that was just that was just too excessive but all in all it was a really fun match uh i really enjoyed what these guys did in the ring um you know it was actually you know the match was actually taped i believe a week ago and uh sadly uh reports are going out that um edge actually tore his rotator cuff during the match and you know he's gonna be out of action for a while and you know that's so sad for edge too like 
you know, the guy, you know, he's back and, and, and he's making a comeback. And, you know, now he has to go back on the shelf with a torn rotator cuff. Like, I don't know, that that just sucks. And so uh, hopefully, um, you know, Edge can, can have a speedy recovery and, you know, get back and, um, you know, just, just continue his, his awesome comeback. And so, yeah, you know, the greatest wrestling match ever, um, you know, the match was, was definitely good. It was definitely entertaining. I thought that this was, uh, hands down the best match of the show and the WWE title match with, uh, Lashley and Drew, that was the second best match of the show. And, um, yeah, you know, Edge and Randy, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed what these guys did. And, you know, during the week, um, heading into the match, you know, um, I, I, I was constantly thinking to myself, you know, like, you know, like I, I know the match is going to be good. I just hate that WWE is, is doing so much like unnecessary stuff with the buildup and, and the match dubbing it, you know, the greatest wrestling match ever. And, you know, um, but, uh, they definitely made a believer out of me. Um, they had a, a, a damn good match and I definitely recommend, uh, going out and, and, and watching this match if you guys didn't see it. So fun match. Um, you know, uh, I, I, again, I, I really like the, the, the Howard Finkel tribute before the match with, you know, audio of him, uh, doing, uh, ring introductions. And, uh, yeah, I, I just really like the, the storytelling and just, just, you know, what these guys did in the ring, you know, um, they had just a, a very fun and entertaining match. And so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Randy won, um, you know, I know some people are surprised that Randy won. Personally, I wasn't surprised that Randy won because, you know, um, uh, I stated in my backlash, uh, preview and prediction show that, you know, I think Randy's going to win and, you know, this feud is going to continue, but, you know, with edges torn rotator cuff, um, it looks like that, you know, this might be the final, uh, match in the feud. And these guys are going to have to go their separate ways with, uh, edge on the injured list. And, you know, um, I think that with Randy Orton, um, I say, you know, and, and like, and, and I'm just like fantasy booking. Cause I just thought of it now. Why not give Randy Orton a WWE title shot? You know, like I think he would be a perfect heel to go up against Drew McIntyre. And I think Randy would do a good job in putting over Drew um, in a title program. And so, you know, I think Randy Orton should be next in line for a WWE title shot. And so I think that, you know, that can be a match that WWE could book at Extreme Rules. You know, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. And then, you know, it, 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 it can you know, either be a, a, a one match feud or a two match feud, you know, maybe they can extend it to SummerSlam, but you know, I think that Randy Orton would be perfect, uh, in the main event with Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship after, you know, uh, Randy went through, uh, you know, this feud with edge and, you know, he got a big win. And so, you know, I don't know who else WWE, uh, can, can put, Drew McIntyre in the ring against for the WWE championship. But I think Randy would be a good choice. And, you know, you know, everybody knows that, you know, if, you know, that 
match took place, Randy's not going to win the WWE Championship, and, you know, he's going to put it over Drew. And so, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, um, was it the greatest wrestling match ever? No, it was not, but it was still a, a really, really good match. Um, you know, a little, little too long and, and a little overproduced with um, the fake crowd noise and, 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 you know, both these guys using uh, um, different finishing maneuvers on each other. I thought that was, I thought all those things were just like too over the top, but uh, it didn't take away from just how great this match was and, and how much of a fun match this was. So, yeah, so that was Backlash, folks. Um, was it a good show? Uh, overall, it was not a good show, but, you know, uh, the only good things to come out of this show was the WWE Championship match between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and the main event with uh, Randy Orton and Edge. And so, uh, yeah, you know, like, the pay-per-view, it was just stale. Like, only two bright spots of the show. And, you know, everything else on the show up until the main event and the WWE title match was just, you know, it, it was just Monday Night Raw, SmackDown material. And so it, it was not pay-per-view caliber. And so, uh, yeah, you know, that was backlash, folks. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the Babyface podcast. Uh, again, um, I'm giving you guys a late review because, you know, my internet was acting up when I was watching the show live last night. And so, you know, I went back and I, I watched certain stuff and, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I read the results for you, for you guys. And, you know, I also read uh, some of the stuff that I took off my notes. And so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I will definitely uh, be back uh, with your Monday Night Raw review uh later on tonight after the show goes off the air so be on the lookout for that and so uh yeah thank you guys for for listening and uh again if you guys want to follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at stanley 051192 you can also follow me on instagram at stanley pierre 0511 and if you guys also want to donate to the show and support it on my anchor website where you can listen to this podcast. You can click on the support button and, you know, uh, support the show. Every little bit helps. And, 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 you know, just, uh, you know, if you guys want it, it it's, it's optional, never mandatory, you know, just, uh, donate, uh, what you want and, you know, just help me out in, uh, just making this show, uh, big and, and, and something special. So, uh, you know, I will, like I said, I'll be back with your Monday Night Raw review. And so uh, until then, I want you guys to have a safe and, and lovely day. And uh, I'll see you guys back here for uh, your Monday Night Raw review. So thanks for tuning in. And so have a good have a good day, guys. So thanks. <laughs>